श्री गौरी वैष्णाम गुरु परंपरा की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेम आनंदे वेलकम गुड इवनिंग गुड बी विद यू अगेन सो वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर डिस्कशन फ्रॉम दिस मॉर्निंग एंड आवर डिस्कशन इज बेस्ड ऑन ए उपनिषदिक दिक्तम तद विज्ञानार्थम स गुरु मेवा विकचेत समपानी श्रोत्रियम ब्रह्मनिष्ठम एंड वी एक्सप्लोरिंग द मीनिंग ऑफ दैट बाय वे ऑफ डिस्कसिंग द नैरेटिव ऑफ कृष्ण लीला इन श्रीमद् भागवतम व्हिच एज आई एक्सप्लेन्ड इज श्रुति सारम एकम द एसेंस ऑफ द उपनिषद्स in a very palatable form hmm? indeed chaitanya mahaprabhu said shrotam api upanishadam dure hari kathamritam hmm? the sounds of the upanishads like tattvamasi aham brahmasmi neti neti these have deep meaning in terms of tattva tattva means as we were discussing this morning ontological truths these are about the nature of this of the self the need to the, the ontological truth the metaphysical ontological truth about the self about god tattvamasi aham brahmasmi and so on but these sounds they're very profound in this respect but they they have so they're they're deeply philosophical but there's not much feeling there neti neti ambramasme therefore dure harikata amrita shrotam api upanishadam those sounds of the upanishads In another place Rupa Goswami has described Nikila Shruti api mat api Nikila Shruti api ratnamolam ratna means jewel the this is from his namastakam his glorification of nam krishna nam there is upanishadic sounds like these i've mentioned they are like jewels so jewels have an effulgence they give off some light Hmm. but all of these lights that the panishadic mandates these uh, uh shed is for the purpose of pointing to and shedding light on one sound hmm. one sound made of two syllables what do you think it is krish na this one sound anabrti hi saptat sutras end with this statement hmm? going there one never returns because of the sound anabrti hi saptat because of the sound it means going there where hmm? not to the wor- from the world of doing and making that we discussed this morning hmm? this is a world where we do things and we make things that weren't previously here we create things we make things hmm, in an effort to make our life better in other words we're active hmm, karma means to act we're active making things but all the things that we make break in hmm. our heart is aching because of that it cannot get any satisfaction but there's a world where nothing is made as we discussed krishna prem nitya sada sadaka bunai shabana di suddha chite kore udai mm and its very nature is prem mm narottam sings goloker premodhan hari naam sankirtan mm. at the wealth the dhan of this place golok is another name for it is prem mm and it comes to this world he's brought it to this world chaitanya's brought it to this world through nam 
Krishna Nam, the Sankirtan, the, the, the collective, like we're doing, hmm, uh, congregational uh, prayer, hmm, invoking the names of God, hmm, all wealth of praying from that place can come. It is a place of praying. This is what it's made up of, hmm, <coughs> which is, of course, our pursuit. Our heart, as I said, is aching because everything that we're making is breaking. So we cannot get a full meal here. Appetizers only. And indigestion is the result. So to go there, you can understand, going there, one will never return. Where nothing breaks and there's nothing to be made, it's already there. It's eternal. It's not that it's a boring place. That's the na- nature of praying. It is full and ever-expanding at the same time. So you have to appreciate. Hmm? This is what we want, a place where those kind of contradictions don't really apply. Hmm? Again, this is a world of such, the spider, the web, the fly. It's just impossible, world of contradictions, what to do. Hmm? So there, it is magical. Hmm? Hmm. All possibilities. It is said that in the in the lexicon of Golok, of that world, impossible is now found. Hmm? That word is absent. That is a, that is a word word for this world, hmm? and it, it, that that word comes into question in human life. We question that word. Hmm? We're constantly pressing the envelope or uh, to get to, to, to see if there's no, what other possibilities we're going against the, the, the very grain hmm? it is a world that is impossible but we we don't we, we were seeking the soil if you will that we are born of hmm? uh, this is a national anthem of India, really. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Uh, what does it say? Tamasi ma jyoti gama. Sat gamayo. Asato mat sat. Asato mat sat. Samagamayo. Mrityama mamritam gamayo. From the darkness, <coughs> go to the light. Hmm? From asat, from that which is not real, that's here today and gone tomorrow, yeah, go to that which is real. Mrityam amritam, from death, go to immortality. Mrityam amritam gamayo. This is the real contribution of India to the world. They should market this widely, circulated widely. This is real, it's real wealth. Something special happened there. Has to happen somewhere. <laughs> Just happen to happen there. Huh? It's not like a foreign place, another culture. It happened on our planet. <laughs> it happens to be diverse. Mm-hmm. Cultural diversity is a, is a somewhat of a plus. Mm. Oh, going to go there. The, the sutra said, concluding mm, that. Going there, one never returns because of the sound. Because of the sound means going there, one never returns because this is what the sacred texts say. Hmm? And the sutras of Vyas are intended to take the various <coughs> sounds of the sacred texts, especially the Upanishads, and make sense out of them. Hmm? It's like a theology. Hmm? To show that they are speaking in a coordinated effort, hmm? a concerted effort to say one thing hmm? powerfully to us. So the sutras are very, this is a very, uh, um, this is a powerful text. Of course, Bhagavatam, our text, this is the commentary on the sutras, natural commentary on the sutras. And so the idea is developed further. Hmm? 
So then sometimes on the basis of that, then as the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we will make the statement that going there, one never returns because of the sound. Hmm? Going there because of the sound, one never returns. That sound is Krishna. Hmm? Hmm? By Nam, one can go there. The sounds of the Upanishads unto themselves, they're bright, but they cannot take you there because they have philosophy, but no feeling. Aham Brahmasmi. I am Brahman. Is there anybody else out there? <laughs> for, for feeling, for reciprocal dealings and so forth. Hmm? So, uh, they can take us to the self, unfettered, un, uncluttered by maya, by, by illusion, by identification with the world that's here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? But there are full prospect and potential. Hmm? It's not realized simply by clearing off the dust hmm? of the mirror of our uh, mind. We, we, with our chitta, we reflect on the world. Images come and so forth. Hmm. And we, 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 we move accordingly and we develop habits based on it. So to cleanse the chitta, to cleanse the mirror of our consciousness. Hmm. This is yoga. Chitta vritti nirodaha. Hmm. But bhakti, that is a kind of yoga. In Gita, Krishna says, yogi namapisarvesham it's his statement. He says, Arjun, better than a tapasvi is a jnani. Better than a jnani is a yogi. Better than a yogi is someone who loves me, my devotee. Of course he would say that. What do you expect him to say? <laughs> Yeah. So, and of course, yoga, these are all tapas, yeah, these are ways of making a, forging our way to beyond the influence of, of matter. Hmm? So this is a way to go by the heart, by making a connection. It's not, what do they say, it's not, it's, it's not what you do, it's who you know, something like that. That's who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Hmm? So you can know all kind of things. Hmm? But if you know him, you know everything. Bhuktaram jagatapasam sarvalogameshwaram. He owns everything, he controls everything. You can try to own, you can try to control, but that will be folly. Hmm? But if you make friends with him, then... Hmm? Then you were friends with the owner and control of everything. What is left for you to be known? And you don't have to be troubled with so much extra knowledge, effort. Hmm? So going there, hmm? one never returns. Hmm? And there, the nature of that realm of brain, this is the subject of Bhagavatam. So while it has the tattva, if you will, the philosophy of the Upanishads, hmm? It's it's woven together in a in a, in a, a cocktail elixir uh, to, that we are encouraged to drink from. Hmm? Drink the rasa, the juice of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? It is it is it is a it is an intoxicating elixir, like love is intoxicating, but it is it's a it's a wise uh, kind of love. Yes, you will drink, you will pass out on the floor, but that floor, that ground will be the ground of philosophy. <laughs> Here you, you, know, you fall through the, through the ground, there's no, nothing to catch you. Hmm? And you can get up and drink again. Hmm? So this is Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? And so, to explore <coughs> this uh, statement <coughs> of the Upanishad, Tadbhigyan artam saguru We've gone to Bhagavatam to discuss the narrative of Krishna Lila, which is the central focus 
of the text. And this Leela is, is full of bhava, full of, is showcasing the feelings of love for Krishna in Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. As I often say, these are the real forces that, that drive the world. It's not electromagnetic energy, gravity, and so forth. That's something. But we're really, we as subjective entities of experiencing capacity are moved by these forces. Hmm? That's what making the world go round. And Bhagavatam, of course, gives us the centerpiece on which such loving propensities can be uh, focused and and find their their their, their uh, fulfillment. We can find our fulfillment in love. So, this narrative of Krishna, we've gone there, and of course, the we've explained that the the, the narrative of Krishna is preoccupied with three realms, Braj or Vrindavan, Mathura and Dwaraka. Hmm? But only Vrindavan in the full sense of the term <coughs> the full sense of the term is Leela. There Krishna has nothing to do. Nothing to do. Hmm? He who has nothing to do has everything. Hmm? <coughs> that is the idea. Have you um I've often said if in order to play, you have to have some power. Hmm? If you want to take a vacation, you have to have saved some, some money. Hmm? So he who is only playing is all powerful. Hmm? Uh, and the all powerful has nothing to accomplish, has no uh, necessity. So we don't have to be afraid of such a person. It's those who have needs that we have to be afraid of. Hmm? <laughs> has no needs, no necessity. Hmm. So, this mature Leela, this Dwarka Leela, he's not only playing there. Hmm. There we see he's he's establishing Dharma, he's teaching, Hmm. he's doing so many things. But in the context of doing those things, hmm, his preoccupation is with Vrindavan. And with Vrindavan means with the love of Vrindavan. That means that when he is in Mathura, when he is in Dwaraka, physically, so to speak, hmm, and absent, apparently, in Vrindavan, he's more present in Vrindavan in his absence than he is present in Dwaraka in his presence. Hmm? Because he is wherever there is love for him, and the love that uh, separation fosters. It is said separation makes the heart grow fonder. I said 11 years he stayed in Vrindavan. Out of 125, a greater balance is in Mathura and, and, and Dwaraka. But he cannot forget those 11 years and all those devotees whose hearts are painting for him. Hmm? And so even in his sleep, in his dreams, in his palace as a prince, uh, his queens hear him speaking out the names Lalita, Radha, Nanda, Sridham, Subal. Hmm? What you and what you dream about at night—that's what you think about in the daytime. Hmm? So you can understand his preoccupation is with Vrindavan. This is the teaching. Hmm? So with great difficulty, he has gone to Mathura to deal with some affairs, so to speak, of this world. In, the, in Golok, in the Paravilm, in the unmanifest Leela, he never goes to Mathura. He never goes to Dwarka. Hmm? Only in the Prakat Leela, in the manifest Leela. Because in the manifest Leela, he's accomplishing a couple of things. In the in unmanifest Leela, he's not accomplishing anything. He, he's just, he's only with his devotees. Hmm? But in this world, then... He's also establishing dharma and dealing with the non-devotees who aren't present uh, in the unmanifest lila. Manifest lila is a, is a, is a very peculiar thing hmm? because it is, it is a meeting place 
between the temporal and the eternal, between the finite and the infinite. It looks temporal, but if you look at it with by hearing about it from proper sources, you'll find that you, you can experience what it means to be eternal. You can, you can say, I can't explain it, but I know what it means to be eternal. I felt it. I've experienced it. I'm of that uh, that nature. Hmm? So, because it has the power to do this, and we think we have to look at it a little differently, this is very extraordinary. It may look like one thing, hmm? but if you approach it properly, hmm, you get a different result. It may look temporal, hmm? just like the Bhagavad Gita. It looks, it's just made out of paper and ink. Hmm? So, who cares for your book? We can burn it. Yeah. But if you approach the book, anyway... Hmm. properly then you can see then therefore you think oh this should be this should be held up high hmm? what's found here so the deity is an example the sadaka deha the body of the practitioner that he or she receives at the time of initiation this is also all similar hmm? so in the manifest lila and Krishna manifests lila and there are other elements there hmm? some material elements some spiritual elements so there are some um, influences that are negative, and he deals with them. So he has this is done. Hmm? I mean, okay, he does a little something in Vrindavan. Some demon comes, and and without trying, he defeats them. Something like that. But it, but this is the Prakat Lila. But but when he goes to Mathura and Vrindavan, he has armies, and he is establishing Dharma. He has work to do there. Hmm? Hmm? In Vrindavan, really, he's only playing. It is said the demons are killed by the Vishnu in him. Hmm? Did he kill Putana? She just happened to die while he was sucking on her breast. Hmm? And, and he just accepted her as a mother. What happened to her? She attained on the outskirts of Vrindavan, not in Gokul, on the outer petals, a type of Vatsalya Bhakti, like a nursemaid of Krishna. Hmm? No. How can he be blamed for anything? <laughs> hmm? The fate of such persons who enter Vrindavan, it's very extraordinary. Hmm? So, in Mathura, in Vrindavan, hmm? or excuse me, in Dwarka, hmm? his heart is in Vrindavan. Hmm? And this is the focus of the uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava, Chaitanya Vaishnavas, this Leela, this kind of Prem. Hmm? Braj Prem. And so with great difficulty, uh, he here he is in Mathura and he has uh, two sets of parents, it would appear, and they're from different um, societies. Hmm? And his parents in Mathura have just been freed from prison after 11 years, being imprisoned by the evil king, and now they want to spend some time with their son. And so... Nanda Marsh has to go back without him because if he goes back with him then he'll feel like oh I'm like another Kamsa hmm? here all of Kamsa killed all of his sons Vasudev's sons and now I'm he's got the chance to be with him and I'm taking them he'll just call me another Kamsa I can't bear that he's a very tender hearted devotee devotees have love for one another hmm? and it helps to fuel and augment their love for Krishna. So, Krishna sends, as I explained, messages back and letters and, and, and he announces that Vasudeva and Devaki want to get me initiated. They want to give me the mantra, the mantra and the sacred thread and so forth. And so, this is uh, to be arranged, but it's not going to be good if you come here. Uh, they're looking at me like a Kshatriya. I know I'm a Gopa. Really, they're seeing me in this way because Vasudeva was a Chetriya. He thought he was the father of Krishna. Hmm. So, anyway, we explain these things. And where we are now, that Krishna has taken that initiation. Meanwhile, all the cowherds in Vrindavan who took initiation at the same time in Vrindavan. Hmm. So this, this, his initiation was celebrated there in that way. And now he decides he wants to go and live in the Gurukul of Sandipani Muni. So he has to go to Ujjain at the distance away. Hmm. Along the way, then, he 
meets many sadhus who have begged their lunch and they offer it to him. He is with Ram, dressed like brahmacharis, walking barefoot, long distance too. When they enter, when they go <coughs> along the path, then they enter a cowherd pasture. Then they they, they go into a trance hmm, of samadhi. Hmm. Then they they feel I'm Gopa, I'm a Gopa, I belong to Braj. They cannot move. And then at some time it passes, and they're gone. And so they make their way to Sandipani Muni, Sandipani Muni's ashram. Sandipani, Dipani, some. Dipani means light and some means complete so he was he means he was uh, enlightened hmm? he was a sadguru hmm? there are different kinds of gurus krishna will explain this hmm? as we go on hmm? but sandipani muni was as i mentioned earlier a shaivite not a vaishnav means the worshiper of shiva not a vishnu <coughs> What's Krishna going there for? Well, he had reasoned that no Vaishnava will accept me as his student. Hmm? They know that I'm, especially outside of Vrindavan, they know that I'm God, so they, you know, they won't accept me in that way. Sandipani Muni was a Shaivite. Because he was a Shaivite, also, he had a special liking for Ram, hmm? Balram. Hmm? Shaivite means worship of Shiva. Shiva is always meditating on Sankarshan. The Sankarshan, then is Balram. That is his other name. He got this name at, uh, in, in Vrindavan, in the cow shed. His name will be Balram, Sankarshan, a couple of names. He'll be known like this, Sankarshana. He, he, he unites, he's a uniter, this Balram. The Yadus and the Rajabhasis, he's bringing them together and as, as you can see through the, in the in the leelas, hmm? and this is the meditation of Shiva. Vaishnavana hmm? metashambhu. It is said in Bhagavatam, Shiva is a great Vaishnav. Hmm? We look carefully, we see he's always meditating on Sankarshan, and here the Sankarshan is coming into Sandipani Muni's ashram. Hmm? So he thinks he, he is, this, 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 one is black, one is white. I think the white one is the root. Hmm? He is the he is the mool. Actually, Krishna is the root, but but Balaram is older brother, and and because of his Shaivite orientation, anyway, he takes a special liking <coughs> to Ram. Hmm. Hmm. This Sandipani Muni, like many other devotees in Krishna Lila, appeared in in Gaur Lila also. Hmm. He appeared in the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila when Krishna comes as Chaitanya. Hmm. He appeared as Keshav Bharati, a great Keshav Bharati, a sannyasin, and a Shankarite. Same difference. Hmm? Worshipper Shiva. Hmm? This is the sannyas guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So the, the beauty, of course, of Gaur Lila is Sandipani Muni was a Shaivite in Krishna Lila. In Gaur Lila, he was a Shaivite, but in Gaur Lila, he became a Vaishnav. Hmm? He had the mantra to sannyas mantra to give to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? and Mahaprabhu turned to Murari and said, "I think he will give me this mantra." Oh yes, that is the sannyas mantra. Murari said he was a scholar. Mahaprabhu said, "But I'm not sure. That, I don't like the meaning of that so much." It was tattvam asi, <coughs> and the the Advaitan uh, Shankarite interpretation is, "You are that," and it's thought to be a statement that identifies. The Atman with Brahman, and there's what there's no difference. There's one only. Hmm? There's no other. Hmm? And so he didn't like that idea very, very much. So uh, Murari said, "Oh, you think of it like this: not I am that, you are that, but you are thine, you are his, I am yours." Hmm? He said, "Oh, yeah, that that sounds good. That's a oneness that makes sense." You are that. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm? You are his. I am yours. That makes sense. That's a oneness. So then he asked Keshav Bharati, he said, is this the mantra you're going to give me? Tattvamasi, with the feeling, I am his. Behind it, 
In case your body said, yes, that's the one. <laughs> I'll give you that one. You're very nice, yes. In this way, he became Vaishnav. Hmm? So, Krishna st- <laughs> staying in, in, in Sandipani Muni's ashram, there he is setting a good example hmm, for us. What is ashram life? Hmm. While living in the ashram of Sandipani Muni, he had a very close friendship with one Sudam Sharma. Hmm. He took up a very uh, a liking to him almost immediately. Why? Why did he like Sudama? Hmm? Because just the name Sudama made his heart leap. Why? Because Sudama is one of his close friends in Braj, one of his cowherd friends, hmm? one of his most intimate friends. So just, oh, your name is Sudama. I love you. Hmm? <laughs> huh? Huh? That is why also he liked Arjuna. Hmm? Of course, he liked him eventually for his own self, but he liked him immediately. Oh, you're Arjuna. Hmm? Because he has a friend also, a Priyanarmasaka, one of his intimate friends who helps him in his romantic life named Arjuna hmm? in the Brajalila. So when he met Arjuna, I like him. Yeah. This is another example of where his heart is. Hmm? Hmm. This uh, Sudamas was, uh, uh, they had shared intimate times together in the ashram. Hmm? Later, after many years, when Krishna had gone to Dwarka and become the prince and so forth, Sudama uh, was also living in in Dwarka and he was very, very poor. Hmm? So his wife said to him, you know, that's your friend, Krishna, he's the prince, why don't you go and ask him for something? Hmm? Ostensibly, she appears (coughs) to be kind of materialistic, but it's not the case. Hmm? She wanted her husband to further her, his relationship in Brahm with Krishna, so he went anyway. He was very shy. I think he didn't want to ask anything from Krishna. Hmm? And he went, and he had nothing to take. They were living on chipped rice, hmm? broken pieces of rice. Hmm? That you would, Brahman would go and beg. Hmm? And then people would say, well, i got some broken pieces here. You know, take these. This is how he was living, very poorly. So he went, and he said, well, will I give Krishna? I have to give a gift if I go. All I have is this chipped rice. And it was like a problem for him to think, I'll give chipped rice, broken rice to Krishna. He should be given the finest rice and cooked in, uh, sprinkled with ghee and so on and so forth. But anyway, that's what he had. And so he went uh, at the behest of his, his wife, and there he met Krishna and Dwarka, came to the door, a Brahmin has come to see you, oh, send him in. Hmm? And oh, Krishna received him so affectionately. Sudama thought, will he even remember me? Hmm? Oh, he will remember you. That You don't have to worry about that. He says in Gita, what does he say? You cannot remember anything without him. Hmm? I am, I am the remembrance. Without me, you cannot remember anything. I can remember you. That's for sure. He told Arjun, many births we've had together, you cannot remember, but I remember all of them. I will never forget my devotee. So he said, yes, of course. Come, my friend. And, they, and, and then, then he said, I think you brought something for me. And he thought, oh, God, no, I didn't bring it there, you know. <laughs> Isn't there something in your satchel? Hmm? And they thought, no, this is unlo-. He's showing me so much affection. He remembers me, and he's a prince now. And, 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 uh, and he remembered me from living in the ashram. And, and I can't offer him that. And so Krishna snatched his satchel hmm? and took some rice. He began to eat it without cooking it. And Rukmini, the goddess of fortune, stood by and just... She was amazed at his affection for Sudama. And she thought, with every grain he, of rice he eats, I have to benedict him. Hmm? She's a goddess of fortune. I guess. She, and at a certain point she said, stop, don't eat anymore. <laughs> uh, he's going to be more wealthy than Bill Gates. <laughs> and he's a simple guy. <laughs> you know, 
it'll be a problem for him. Hmm. So, hmm. this Suklambar, excuse me, this, this, this Sudam, he appeared in Gorlila also, as Suklambar Brahmachari. Puvana Samaye Suklambara Adi Bhakata Ganera Gare. Every day, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just before noon, about 10 o'clock, he goes out, like Krishna goes out for herding cows. He goes out for doing Namsan Kirtan. Hmm? And as he goes to the bank of the, of, the, of, the, of the Ganges, and he sees so many cows swimming across, hmm? he's transported into his cowherding leela, and all the devotees go with him. Hmm? And they go to Suklambar's house and perform kirtan there every day. It's a very humble place, very humble abode. Suklambar lived very poorly as a Brahmin, and he used to go and beg, and people would give him broken pieces of rice. Hmm? I'm speaking about the Nitya Lila when I say every day he goes there, but in the manifest Lila on earth, hmm? one day Mahaprabhu said, Bring Suklambar here. Who's that? Hmm? Got to find out somebody named Suklambar. Who is he? Oh, he's some simple Brahmin. He lives over the very poor. Bring him here. Hmm? He, he brought him in, in, in his company. He said, what's in that satchel? Hmm? Right? Uh, he snatched the satchel. He took the broken rice. He ate the broken rice. Hmm? And then he said, don't you remember me? Hmm? Previously, you asked if I remembered you. Hmm? Don't you remember me? See who you are. Hmm? You are Sudama. Hmm? I am Krishna. Hmm? We will be together birth after birth after birth. Hmm? He's a Purisambandi hmm? in Sakyarasa, a kind of a city friend of Krishna. Hmm? But in Gorlila, Oh, that they have such intimacy. Hmm. Specialty of, of Gaurila. Hmm. In Dwarka, when Sudam came there, hmm, Krishna quickly turned the conversation towards their days in the ashram, living at the feet, Guru Padashraya. This is the beginning of bhakti. Take shelter of the Guru. Hmm. They had taken shelter of Sandipani Muni, and there they lived, sleeping side by side, Hmm? And through so many trials, tribulation and jubilation, hmm? they knew one another intimately. In ashram life, then we will shoulder another. Hmm? When they weak, and they will carry the day for us hmm? on a day when we need support as well. Hmm? Uh, in ashram life, then uh, people outside think, all those monks, they're very, wow. But they're very vulnerable, actually. <laughs> and they share their vulnerability with one another and they get strength from that. Hmm? When one is down, another is up. Hmm? And he quickly picks him up hmm? and helps her. Hmm? So Krishna is remembering this kind of setting. What is the beauty of ashram life? And he's thinking at that time, speak Suklambar in front of Rukmini where he's living in a palace hmm? in Dwarka as a prince. He said, those were the best days of my life. Hmm? He wants to tell us the, the message. These are, the, these are the, such good days. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. Living in the ashram. We were so close. Our Guru Day was there. We would chant in the morning. Hmm? So he's glorifying. What is ashram life? And then as, the, as they go with the discussion, he says, of course, do you remember when Gurudev's wife asked us hmm, to bring some firewood? Hmm? She had some doubt. Sandipani Muni had an obvious favoritism towards the two, Ram and, and Krishna. And of course, he's supposed to be equal to all the disciples, but if the disciple is Krishna, it's a little difficult. <laughs> so, so she's thinking, maybe he's showing a little favoritism. And uh, so she spoke to him and said, 
something along those lines. And do they actually do any service in their ashram? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, they're so nice. They, you know, he's, he's speaking about it. He cannot see any fault in them and so forth. So, so then one day she said, she thought she'd test him and said, give them some menial service. They're obviously very special. Hmm? But, but in ashram, hmm, it doesn't matter what your good qualities are, what your intelligence is, what, uh, yeah. but what is your attitude for serving? Hmm? And that, um, anybody can be great, Martin Luther King said, because everybody can serve. That is a beautiful statement. Hmm? What do you need for that? And this is what is great. So she wanted to test their serving at it, so she told them, can you go into the forest and collect some firewood? Samatpani. This was Shrotriyam Barmanishtam. He said, we should have for the kind of knowledge hmm, that it enables us to go to that world where nothing is made. Hmm? That world will not be won by anything that is done. Hmm? It is already made. You will go there by grace, hmm? by the knowledge that is bhakti, that is the end of knowledge. Hmm? And in order to get that knowledge, you should approach one who is shrutriyam brahmanishtam, we talked about, who has heard hmm? and therefore is fixed in Brahman, who hears can see. Hmm? And if you see, you will believe. The reason we don't believe is because we are not hearing. We're not seeing, we're not hearing. Something going in the ear, circulating around, going out the other ear, and then the guru says, so, what was the meaning of that verse? Uh, you talking to me? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, look and look, look for somebody else to take the, the burden. No, that, not that kind of hearing. Hmm? It is said, Shri Guru Charana Padma, you sang this song today, Shri Guru Charana Padma Kebala Bhakati Sadma. Bandon mui savadana mate. Shri Guru Charana Padma means Shri Guru means Shri means who real Guru means has Shri. This is a kind of wealth, a beauty of bhakti. Real Guru has bhakti. Shri Guru Charana Padma. And his or her feet are like, like a Padma, like a lotus. Hmm? Hmm? You can get the Padma Madhu, the honey from the lotus. It's, 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 it's said to be an Ayurvedic medicine for the eyes. Hmm? If you smear this on your eyes, then your vision will improve. Hmm? So, Sri Guru Charana Padma Kevala Bhakati Sadma. Unalloyed Bhakti we get from such a person. And Bandhom, therefore Bandhom, we. Narottam says, Bandho mui, I mui bandhan sabadana mate. With, I offer myself to Sri Guru with great sabadana mate, with great attention. It means with body, mind, words. Not just body. We're not looking for warm bodies here. Hmm? You want your mind too. We want your heart, words. We want everything. Hmm? We'll take it all. Hmm? And we will throw it in the fire. What? <laughs> but then it will cook and come out in another way. Hmm? So what you have to do is what? Samarpani. I said this verse described from the Upanishad describes the qualities of the Guru. Shrotriya, because he's heard, really heard, hmm? It's gone in the ear and down into the heart. And now he has new eyes to see. Hmm? If you've heard, you can see. If you can see, you believe. Then you can speak with conviction, act with conviction. And you can get people to listen and hit them on the head and say, listen more and see more. Hmm? And then you, then as, as you see, then you can move freely, not with hesitation, with doubt, with question, with reservation, filtering everything through your reasoning and so forth. No, the heart comes out and you go automatically. Hmm? 
So Guru has to hear. Then he can see. Then he can be Brahmanishtam. And we, the Sishya, the disciple, he has to samatpani, means bring firewood. That firewood is for what? What's the purpose of that firewood? To make a sacrifice. Hmm? Hmm. It's symbolic. You make the fire, the sacrifice, and throw everything in there. Hmm? And it will come out in another way. So she said, go and bring firewood. So Krishna told Sudam, do you remember when Gurudev's um, wife asked us to go and get firewood and we went into the forest? We collected firewood and then unseasonally a great storm came wind and rain and we lost our way in the forest we held hands each of us held hands and in our other hand we held the wood we collected the wood we never put it down because it rained because the wind blew because the sun went down it was dark and we were lost in the forest we held on to the wood that we went there for that, for service. We never uh, lost sight of our purpose. We held the wood and we held one another's hands. Hmm? Hmm. And we spent the night in the forest. And what did Gurudev do? Hmm? Was he thinking, where the hell are those guys? (laughs) Hmm. His heart was breaking. You send them to the forest. They, and then now I find out, and they're not here in the morning, and there was a storm. Hmm? And oh, so his heart was melting for his students. And off he went as soon as the sun rose to find them. Hmm? When he found them in the forest, then he said, he said, what you have done, hmm? how you have given up your body, hmm? your body is your eye. I am this body, <laughs> we think, and what it looks like, and body includes the mind, my pers- personality, my psychology, this is my I. Hmm? He said, there are two things, your body is your I, and your resources, your wealth is your my. Hmm? Both of these are to be spent in in the service of Sri Guru. Hmm? That's to be thrown in the fire. And that I and mine will come out in a different way. Instead of I, separate I, and mine, it will come out, like I said earlier, that what? I am thine. I'm not separate. I'm yours. I and mine, there's no love in that. This is called separation, selfishness. I am the, I am yours. That is full of love. So he told him like this, this you should do. You've done this. This is such a nice example of this. You carried the firewood in such such great uh, and difficult circumstance and so forth. Hmm? You you held on to your service. Still you're holding the wood, I can see. And you haven't eaten last night or this morning. Hmm? He's very taken by that. Hmm? This, they understood in service everything can be found. Hmm? And there will be no difficulty that I, that I cannot bear for service. And however menial service that, however menial that service may be, divine service, service to Guru and Krishna, hmm? there's nothing in the world that one could attain that would be more valuable hmm, than to have the opportunity for such menial service. This is the idea. And you think about it. What's out there? Hmm? As I said earlier this morning, that we have five senses. This body is made of holes. It's got holes in it. Throw it out. Hmm? That's the idea. It's full of holes. One here, one on this side, one on this side of the head, two here in the nose, two eyes, a mouth. It's got a couple of other ones, the lower part. Hmm? And then the whole thing is covered with holes. Pores, the tactile sense. So what's this body for? Hmm? It's full of holes. What's it for? Hmm? You think, well, fill them up. Hmm? You've got to 
the holes should be filled up. <laughs> so that's what we're trying to do, always fill these holes up. Mm-hmm. But we never stop to think that, that what really life is about is what's inside, you see, because you're pouring everything through the holes. Mm-hmm. You should think, what's in there? <laughs> everything goes inside. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, t- we take in the experience. This is what we do. This, we, we take in sights, sounds, smells, tastes, and uh, tactile experiences. That's all there is. That's the whole world. Hmm? It doesn't matter how you mix it up. It's, it's really the same thing. Same holes and the same thing. And, and we're even going to go on mixing those basic five things together. Sights, sounds, touches, smells, tastes. And what are you going to get out of that? Hmm? You've done that as a as a as a as an insect. As a, you've experienced the world of sights and sounds as an aquatic, as a mammal, as a plant, as a bird, as a human. You get all the way up to the human life. What are you going to do? Go back and start again? Is, is this an exciting life? Mixing these five things, it sounds very boring, very limited. Hmm? That is however you want to frame it, however you want it, whatever you want to call it, whatever other people will imagine that it is, it's nothing more than this, material life. Hmm? Whether you're the rock star or the celebrity sports person or the politician or hmm? however, whatever you're... You, you, you may appear to be, uh, in terms of being accomplished in this world, this is all you've accomplished. There's nothing more to be had. In ashram, you should be convinced of that. And to come before the guru, you should be convinced of that. There's nothing out there other than these things. And here, what do we have? Well, we also have sights and sounds and tastes and smells hmm? and devotees' hands to hold on to. Hmm? And all of these sounds, smells, sights, these are all spiritual. Hmm? To hear the sound of the name, Krishna Nam, hmm? that sound would take you far beyond what the Upanishads say. Shottam apyupanishadam dure harikatamrita. That will give you feeling, not just philosophy. Hmm? Sound of the name, the taste of Krishna Prashad, hmm? the sight of another Vaishnav. Lakshnu Falam Tadisha Darshanam Hi. Such a nice. Akshnu Falam Tadisha Darshanam Hi. Akshnu Falam Tadisha Gatra Sangha. Akshnu Falam Tadisha Jeevan. Anyway, it's uh, so nice. Look it up for me. Akshno, that is the perfection of the eyes is to see him. Perfection of the of the of the, of the touch is to touch such a Vaishnav. The perfection of the tongue is to speak about such a Vaishnav. who very rare to be found in this world. We find that in these types of settings, hidden away somewhere from the world of sounds and tastes and all the mixing of those things in so many ways and all the news. It's all about this. It's all it's about. There's this, just this illusion that something more is going to be found than these things. Hmm? There's something, some meaning to just the, the, these things that's going to come out. Hmm? Here, you'll find what? That by... Uh, we don't... Here, in the ashram, in Guru's ashram... We do not repress ourselves. This is bhakti. This is not a jnana. Jnana involves some repression. In bhakti, no. Bhakti involves uh, attachment to Krishna, and in the context of that, restraining from certain things that don't constitute loving Krishna. Restraint is one thing. Repression is another. Like when we, I was telling a devotee the other day, years ago, we 
published a magazine called Clarion Call, I don't know, 30 years ago. Hmm? And uh, as I, I got a little involved in what it, it, what publishing magazines is about, what kind of magazines were out there and so forth. And so I learned that <coughs> pornographic magazines, this was 30 years ago, um, accounted for more sales than every other genre of magazine put together, hmm? times 10. Hmm? And so that industry has, has, has grown, and of course people make the argument that people must want it. So what will repression accomplish? That's even mentioned in the Gita. Hmm? People... people <laughs> Yeah, well, it's because you 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 play it out as if this basic thing is going up right over here in the barn is going on hmm? without any fanfare. Hmm? We just got pregnant the other day. There'll be more milk in uh, shortly. Uh, Got to wait nine months, but anyway, same thing. But they make it out to be something. More, something more will be coming from there. It's, it, it, it's, it's, going, it's going to be just <laughs> the greatest thing. Hmm? So when you, when you play it out like this, when you promote it, and, and then, then out of sight, out of mind, if you're going to just shove it in, the, in your face, then yeah, it's, there is a propensity for that. So if you feed it, feed it, and then you... This is just one example of sense gratification, a prominent one. If you feed that... Hmm, and then you, 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 you glorify that, make it out to be something other than what it is, and like it's, it's, it is what life is about, and you will be successful hmm? in, 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 in your manhood or womanhood or whatever. This is just, again, this is one example, it's the prominent thing that makes the world go round in another sense. Hmm? No, no, we're not interested in that. We're not interested in repression, but we argue for uh, some restraint is reasonable, and even that will be agreed upon everywhere. Therefore, you don't sell it to minors or you don't just jump on somebody in the, in the store when you like them, you know, something like that. So where to draw the line? Hmm? In such a way that, that, that our relation to such will promote hmm, something more than sense indulgence. So here in ashram life, in spiritual life, it means um, before... Sri Guru, then we engage, in bhakti, we engage the senses, but what do we experience? Not sight, sound, taste, smell, touch <coughs> under themselves, but ecstasy. Ecstasy means beyond the senses. Hmm? We experience something beyond the senses. What is that something? It begins with the self. Hmm? The self is a unit of anandam, of bliss, hmm? of knowing, being, and loving. And not just the uh, atma, the uh, the ananda of the atma, but bhakti ananda. Hmm? When the the, uh, the ananda is, uh, that uh, uh, flows from a relationship with Bhagwan. Hmm? So this is a very uh, this kind of environment. Hmm? Um, Krishna told Sudam, "We had a satguru." He said, "There is the family guru. There is the the formal." Guru, hmm? who in the Varnashram gives us a, the confirmation, the bar mitzvah, the, 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 you know, it's the Hindu idea of that. Hmm? He said, and then there's a, there is the Sadguru, and who serves the Sadguru serves me. Hmm? And when the Guru, Sandipani, saw their sacrifice, how they had samat pani, they had carried wood, I mean, literally speaking. He said, this is the real satsisha. That word we don't hear. We hear satguru. Where can I find a satguru? Hmm? We're learning from Krishna how to be a satsisha. Shisha means disciple, a real disciple. Hmm? Sat means eternal. An eternal disciple means, as Siddharmarsh put it when we read this morning, who came here, what? Do you know? Who can say? Without cutting a return ticket. This is the one-way ticket. <laughs> and going there, again, will never returns. One should see the ashram like that. Hmm? 
Going there, I will never return. So if I come here and I return, I didn't fully go there. Hmm? If I come here and stay and leave, I didn't fully enter there. Should try again. <laughs> try again. It is, it is capable of 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 consuming you. Hmm? Find in in, in in menial service, then you will find wealth hmm? greater than anything you can find by any other effort. To be here and think I could be there, I could be doing this, it's not to be here. Hmm? Hmm. So Krishna spoke like this to Sudama about spiritual life, what it means to be a disciple, what it means, how how he felt to have a guru, to live with a guru, with a a, a, a guru bhai, hmm? a god friend, hmm? with the, the same guru. We should look at one another and think we are in this together. We have something so powerful in common. This Nitai told me the other day, he said, I don't know, he said, you know, my family wanted me to come over this and that, and I got this relative and that. And he said, I don't know, it seems so arbitrary, These because we've got the same blood, that there should be something special. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like, just because I've got the same blood. Hmm? This is a very goady argument. I don't think he realized it when he said it because we think, okay, it's thought Krishna is really, you know, the son of Devaki, but by affections for us, he's the son of of Yashoda, Hmm? for sure. Hmm? You understand? Relationship (laughs) should not be based just because I've got similar blood as yours. (laughs) No. out of affection. So such affection he had for Sudama, hmm? for Suklambar. Hmm? And the Guru was so pleased with them, Sandipani was so pleased with them. Then they completed their service and the wife was very impressed. Oh, they really are excellent. I can see why you're attached to them. And then so, when they to finish now this story, um, they, they, they graduated and upon graduating then they naturally asked the guru, now, what dakshin, what can we give? We want to give you a gift. Hmm? So he thought, I, what can, you know, you, you, just having you here has been the gift of my life and very attached to them. And the wife said, well, there's something you could do. We lost our son hmm, in the ocean some years ago, our eldest son. If you could retrieve him, sounds like a pretty difficult task. So again, she's kind of testing them. Hmm? And, and Krishna said, Oh, he said, you're so kind to ask such an easy thing. <laughs> hmm? Such a simple thing. After all, you know, we are just simple menial servants. But certainly, hmm, that task can be accomplished by the, by the power <coughs> and the knowledge and the grace of our Gurudev that has been given to us. Hmm? So certainly, by by his his power, it it, it will be it will be possible. Hmm? So off they went, of course, and it's a, and um, it's a long story, another leela, but they, they 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 brought it back, they 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 retrieved the son, hmm? and he was in the ocean, and when they, when he came to the sh- the Krishna and Ram came to the shore of the ocean, Varuna, the god of the seas, said, "You may be a salt ocean." There may be a milk ocean, there may be a liquor ocean, there may be a ghee ocean, but these two are the ocean of mercy. <laughs> and there are no limits to that. Hmm. So this is our, our Krishna, the perfect disciple. Hmm. We learn from him what it means. Samatpani, to carry wood. Hmm. Shrutriyam, what is the guru? Brahmanishtam, tatvigyanartam, sagurum. Evabhikachet, it means one must approach a guru to go to the land where nothing is made, from the land where we're trying to make and everything we make is breaking, and so our heart, as I said, is aching. And must means, sounds like a little ominous, but it means I must, I've heard, and I must have that connection. I feel it. I must make that connection. That will be valuable for me. My life will not be complete without that. Hmm? That is, that is, that my life should be centered around this kind of feeling. Should come. That is not some formality. Hmm? Oh yes, I get that done over there. I got to get initiation, pick up a mantra, 
have everything in place. Hmm? I've told the story of Gorkashore Das Babaji and one wealthy person. Babaji was living in the fields, and this wealthy person in the social gathering had everything, except he didn't have a guru. So when he was asked, who's your guru? He, it was a problem for him socially. So he thought, I've got to get a good guru so that when I'm asked, I can, I'm, my guruji is so-and-so. So he picked out Gorkashore, who was, had a reputation of being a Siddha Mahatma, living in the, living in the, in the fields. Hmm? And so he went to him and he said, that uh, Gurudev, I would like to be your disciple, and uh, whatever you ask, I will do. Whatever you want, I will supply. And he thought, what will he want? You know, living in the field. Maybe he wants a hut. I can build him a hut. If he wants an acre or two, I can give him an acre or two. You know, I'm a wealthy person. And so Babaji Maharaj said, yes, I will accept you. Hmm? And I only want one small thing I ask of you. He said, yes, ask. I will give. He said, I ask that you stay here with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran away. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not for. Uh, it's come with one way ticket. Hmm? Whether and be a satsisha. This is the idea. Satguru means needs a satsisha. So this is the this is the culmination of our day today. The guru puja, the, the vyasa puja. Some of you, all of you, have written some nice poetry and so forth and made it on a website. I have to go start reading all that now and see, feel your hearts. And it's been very nice to spend the day with you and those of you who couldn't come, who could tune in to the discourse and so forth. I'm very happy to speak with you. Any question? Welcome. Right. Okay, then tomorrow is the Gaur Purnim. Gaur Purnim, Mahamotsubhaki <coughs> Jai. Begins at 5 a.m. Gaur Premanandi. Adi